Hi, I'm Carrie Hines. Welcome to our Hair Radio podcast series that features special interviews and segments from the Hair Radio Morning Show, Salon TV Network, along with original exclusive content right here and across 10 other top podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Contact us about advertising your products or services or being interviewed at 347-587-3213 or visit us on the internet at hairradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy your Hair Radio podcast presentation. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and I have a very special guest with us today. He's from the world of music. Hair Radio would like to welcome Mr. Eric Nolan from the OJs. Eric, good morning. How are you doing, Carrie? Good morning. I am doing great. Well, listen, um, let's just jump right on in. You are a member of the world-famous... OJs. I mean, the OJs have been out there for a few decades, we'll say. And uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, being on tour with the OJs, and let's just jump right on in. What can you share with us this morning? Um, well, actually, like we're on, we're currently on tour now uh, with Gladys Knight, and I, I guess I have to say, being on tour with these two guys, man. Um, it's more than I could ever imagine. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but when I say imagine, you know, you would think that guys of this magnitude and, and who have done and seen as much as they have, that you would think that they diva like, you know what I mean? You would think that uh-huh. they were like, uh, you know, real and, and you know what? They could are, be. They deserve to be. You know, if they wanted to be, but that's not at all yeah, who they are. That's not that. them. That's not them. Right. Those, those guys. <laughs> they're, they're 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 the guys' guy. You know what I mean? Uh huh. just all we do. All we do is laugh. We laugh. We laugh ninety to ninety-five percent of the time. We, we joke. You know, um, a lot of history between those two because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've been doing it for the last fifty years, so I, I, I'm in a, I'm in the best place ever because I'm able to learn from those guys firsthand. I'm even, I'm even able to learn, you know, about the mistakes that they made, and and they, you know, able to tell me firsthand what to do and what not to do. You know, what I mean, because they have lived it, and. Just to give you a quick, a, a little example, and it has something to do with music. It just has something to do with life. Um, just recently, I was asking Eddie and Walt. I said, "Man, y'all, y'all were around when there was ice boxes." And they say, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying when they was like, you know, you have to wait for the guy to bring the ice to put in this wow. thing to, to keep your food cold." You know what I mean? They've been around I... that long. They've been around long enough to where. They had to go around the back, not only to eat their food, but to use the bathroom. Right. You know they couldn't even go in. Right. Was black and white, uh, right. you know, water fountains and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I Segregation. Mean, they, yeah. They, you know, where where we read about it right. in our history books, mm-hmm. Ed and Walt actually lived it. 
they are history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, so, you know, I get a chance to talk to those guys about stuff like that, and then they introduced me to the Cadillacs, the Ink Spots, the Drifters. You know, they introduced me to that world of music because that's where they came from. No happy material, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. They introduced me to those those people because I wonder, I, I always wonder, I asked Otis Williams of Temptation this too when I talked to him, I always often wonder what, so if we're listening to the OJs and the Temps and the Whispers and Dramatics and all that, who, who, who were y'all listening to? Exactly. And, yeah. and that's when he told me, you know, the, the, the group that they were listening to, Fabian. And those and, were powerful those folks. Yeah, my parents, I yeah. grew up uh, listening yeah. to my parents play those songs and, you know, the Ink Spots and all the Dells and all those folks. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we know them very, very well. The 60s, well, you know the 50s, the 50s, the 50s, yeah. yeah. And you know what? You know, music so, never dies. So that music, it's, you know, it's, it stays with us. And it's still, we, you know, our parents, and it, it's still played in our homes. They're on TV shows now. And, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, they use these music, this music for soundtracks. That's what, that's what it's like being on tour mm. with Eddie and Walter, just a wealth of knowledge, man. And with you know, with that knowledge instilled in me, I don't get a chance to get saturated in the other stuff. You know what I mean? The stuff that's happening today, or the type of music that's happening today, because I'm so engulfed with the real well, history I, of the music. Absolutely. Now I have to ask you. Uh, now, how you uh, and you know you explained that you you came on um, you came into the group a little bit later. Can you tell us a little bit about how that worked out and how you actually ended up joining the OJs? I mean, that's got to be a story there. Um, actually, in, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and in Cleveland, shout out to Cleveland you know, folks. I, 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 <laughs> I, so what I did was I, I always been the type of guy that I always thought about how to. Um, be in this business and how I can make an impact in this business. So I put together a singing group that I felt because the OJs was like our, you know, our heroes in Cleveland. Absolutely. And so I put together a group. I put together a singing group that was, you know, a prototype of the OJs because I felt like one mm. day the OJs would fall off, you know, and, and I wanted to be that next group. You want to be that group? Know. Yeah, they we're going to come in and, and, yeah, and just you know what continue saying? to like, do what they started. That's all. Right. So so now what happens is I meet this kid. He's like 15 uh-huh. years old. His name is Gerald LaVert. Yeah. And Gerald at the time, that now at the time that I met Gerald, Gerald was actually a solo artist then. Uh-huh. Sean LaVert was on drums and Mark was on keyboard. The whole family. Now that okay. was the real that was the real group. Okay. So Cheryl came and saw us one night and Cheryl wanted to have a singing group. So he made uh-huh. Sean get off the drums and he had Mark and they put together their own little group because Gerald was kinda I'm not gonna use the word shelter, but you know, he had his own little, you know, thing where he didn't he didn't go out in the streets and he wasn't out there. So he didn't know a lot of people. He just knew the people that he knew. So that's mm-hmm. why Sean wound up playing Mark wound up being in the group and Mark wound up being in the group. So he became friends with me because he felt like I knew and he felt like my group would be the next one. So he his thoughts were, um, he made this pack 
with me. And mm-hmm. said, whoever make it first, whoever make it first, help the other one get in the door. Exactly. Pull the other one in. And it so happened that that the group LeVert came about and Gerald wound up being the yeah. Yeah, he, they wound up being the ones, and we didn't get the big contract, and they did. And mm. Gerald never forgot that pack. Wow. So when Eddie, so when Eddie, so when Sammy went back to Little Anthony Imperial, um, there was a, 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 a position open, and Gerald told his father about me. Mm. And, uh, you know, his father wasn't really sold on me. His father, I mean, Eddie was, Eddie basically was like, well, yeah, he's good. He's pretty good locally. He's, you know, he's the man locally, but he's not ready for this. The big, you know, the big he's not ready for this. Really not, 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 not this. Not, not this is a whole other baby. But Gerald knew that he knew my work ethic and he knew who I was and he knew that I was student of this music. It wasn't about the OJ. It was mm-hmm. like any group. It was like any, you could have called me for any group. And, you were um, ready. Yeah. So he so, so they gave me a try. They gave me a tryout. You know what I mean? And uh, actually, did they have you actually, sing one of their songs? Did you sing one of their songs, or did you just sing something well, else? Well, I did. I, I when I when I sung one of their songs, that wasn't how the the, the audition went. The audition went. I sung the song with them. Uh huh. You know what wow. I mean? With, with Eddie yes. Walk. And so they, I had to they had to see if I could blend with them. You know, and the whole night, what they, what they didn't know, they later on know, but I mean, you know, knew, but what they didn't mm-hmm. know is that I was, that I was an OJ fanatic. <laughs> so I, I knew every song and I knew that if Eddie was doing the kick lead uh-huh. and Walt was doing the center, I was doing the baritone. I knew that if Walt, if Walt was doing kick lead and Burt was doing, and Eddie was doing, you know, uh, the bottom, then I would immediately switch on top and do the top note. So, wow. like every every show, I'm doing like four notes a night. I'm doing different wow. notes. I'm not all, always on the same note. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. when Walter comes out, when Walter comes out, that takes away the tenor. So I have to go do the tenor part, the top part. Wow. When Eddie comes out, I, I have to do the kick lead. And then mm. when we're all together, I'm doing the bottom note. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'm doing like a kick lead. So it, and you so knew we, this kind I of thing going in. Wow. Man, listen, I, <laughs> Mr. Carey, listen, when I put my group together, when I put my, yeah. my three guys together, Deltones, that's what we did. So I wow. knew what my position was because in our group, my position was Walt's position and, and Shane's position was was um, Eddie's position and Donald's position was the position I'm in. So I knew the position I was supposed to play when I got in there. Wow. You know well, what I'm saying? I'm just it's amazed. Like, Absolutely amazed it's at like, somebody, uh, you know. No, it's, 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 but you know, it's all about, it's all about knowing that mm-hmm. role and humbling yourself to do that role. Even though I was a lead singer in my group, uh-huh. I became not a singer, not not one of the lead singers in the OJs because they already had both of their lead singers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, right. So I knew the position I was supposed to play. I, I just, you know, I was just, um, mm-hmm. I think I was more um, just elated and, and excited that they even considered mm-hmm. me. Even if I didn't make it, they considered me. 
Well, just to be here, I would have been happy just to be in the same city at that time. I would have put that on my resume, man. Like, exactly. Yeah, you know, I was considered as being one of the Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, I, but, you know, just to – and that's a part of it because they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame amongst other Hall of Fames. Uh, they've been out there and just a major part and a major force in music. Uh, and I'm talking about a major yeah. force in music. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let me tell you this little part about this. Yes, please, this Eric. Go ahead. Just a, little part, just a little part about this. Part. When we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 05, um, we, they had a big thing at the uh, Waldorf Astoria. And mm-hmm. paparazzi and all these people was around. And when they were taking pictures of Eddie and Walt and Bobby Massey, I think it was, Sammy Strain, um, they were doing this whole thing, they were trying to take pictures with the OJs for mm. the Rock Hall. And I I just didn't feel, at that time I was only in the group 10 years, I didn't feel that I was worthy of being inducted in there with, with those two guys. I just felt like, see, I've been, see, I've been in the dressing rooms with those guys, and I've been you know, and I've heard the talks and I've heard the conversations and I know how many times they've been, you know, um, you know, up for being mm-hmm. in the rock. You know what I mean? Right. So I know this is like the fifth, sixth time actually, you know, being in, in you know, being in discussions about being in the rock and roll hall of fame. So my thing was I said, Look, if this is not about stealing their thunder, this is not about capitalizing on the, on their thunder. They put in a body of work to be able to be those guys that actually be in that. I don't feel like I'm that guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I want to put my work in and be that guy. You know what I mean? Let me put my work in. Ten years or nine years is not enough. It doesn't compare. It's hard to get to that rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's they not, me, not they easy me to, they wanted me to. They wanted, they wanted me to take They wanted you to be part of it and, and share it. Yeah, they wanted me to, but I, I didn't feel like I should be because Eddie and Walter, they went through, they went through hell and back, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't really, do that. Yeah. I, you know, I did, I did that on my level, the shit that's right, right. on my level, but I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I, 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 I refuse to take those pictures. And some of the, the, the publicists and stuff was upset with me. They were like, from now on, whenever you're in an event like this, your shows are always capitalized on the event. I said, but that's not real. That's Hollywood. That's not real. That's not me. I'm not from I'm not I'm not from that. You know, I'm not from that part. I know politically correct and all that stuff and how it should be, but how it should be is should be like this. Because Eddie and Walter got fifty to my nine. Mm. You know what I mean? They got 50 got years, 50 years in at the time to my nine. Yeah, so, that's a long time. No, man. That's a long time, man. And I, I hear, I just come in, close the car door, get in the back seat and ride. No, man. No, they don't do it like that. Let them guys have their glory and let them guys bask in it and enjoy that part because they've been waiting so long to be those people. You know what I mean? To be in the rock, in the rock hall. Absolutely. And that's what happens, you know? Well, still, it's it's a, a source of great pride, I'm sure, for you to be part of this legendary group 
that is in all of these Hall of Fames. I mean, it is really difficult to get into these things and to have that kind of recognition. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, so what is that like? I mean, you get to go on stage with these guys. You get to hear this, the crowd. And you've been part of this group for a long time. We're going to say that officially. Okay, you still, you've been a part. You're in there. You've been a part of it for a good while. What has that experience been like, if you can kind of sh- just bring us in? And then we're going to move over into your current project. Sometimes, sometimes it's like it's like being one of the Beatles, whatever that is. You know what I mean? It's like being one mm-hmm. of the Beatles or the Jackson Five, or, you know what I'm saying? Or Temptations, if you will. It's like that, man. It's it's like you go into a town, and 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 even more so now for the last four or five years, people know you. They know you. They say they say your name, and they, you know, I went to Johannesburg. South, mm, Africa, South Africa, yeah. And we did, and, wow. And we did, and we did a um, concert there, and they had huge poster, lifelike size posters of my face, just me, wow. one Eddie or one. It was serious? just me saying, saying we love you, Eddie. And I was wow. blown away. And it was the picture, it was the picture that's in the "Love You to Tears" album. And besides the "Love You to Tears" album of the OJ's, I'm. I'm on a, I'm on the hood of a car. I'm leaning on the hood of a car. And they had that yeah. picture. They had like about four of those pictures up in different spots on a stick holding them saying, we love you, Eric. So and you got I super fans in lower. South Africa. Yes, you got super oh, man. fans. I, I didn't even know they knew me. Wow. They follow me like they follow Ed and Walt. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's, you can't, you can't get, you can't get too, you can't get too, um, I, no, let me say this to myself. I can't get too engulfed in that because I know this business and I know, I'm not guessing, I know how it is to be the flavor of the month or to be on top and then mm-hmm. have the rug snatched off from me. You know what I mean? People people love winners. People love when you win it. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just yeah. how it is. It's, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying that's just how it is. When you're right. winning, they love you, and when you're not so much winning to them, then you become extinct. And yeah, so they don't know you, you at that point. Up, you can't get right, so you can't get caught up into what the fans or what the people do. You know, to, well, to I don't think anybody do. would ever have to worry about that with you, Eric. And I'll tell you why. Uh, at the top of our interview, you know, you came on, and which is so wonderful, and we love that you're here with us. Uh, but I love that you, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm on, we're on tour, you know, the OJs were on tour, uh, with Gladys Knight and blah, 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 you just keep right on going. And I'm thinking Gladys Knight, <laughs> you know, just the fact that you're on tour with Gladys, I mean, you're on tour with the OJs and Gladys Knight. I mean, you just, you just can't get much better than that, you know? So I yeah, think, wow. But you, you know, I guess I don't, I guess it don't affect me that way because Gladys is not that way. <laughs> no, no, no. She, you know what well, I'm saying? Gladys but is you not, all are down to Gladys earth. Is, yeah. Say it again? No, I said you all are down to earth. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gladys, yeah is so like, Gladys is just so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you don't you don't get a chance to, man, we don't have, you know, man, we don't have tours like that. I've never, I haven't been on a tour yet where someone has been where there's the you ego know. thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. We, we Not amongst professionals. Like, you know, 
I mean, where Eddie and Walt, being with mm-hmm. Eddie and Walt, man, we kind of, the old days kind of set the tone how this is going to go. You know what uh-huh. I mean? We don't do, we don't, we don't do ego. You know, you ain't no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Eddie and us, let's keep it really real. Now, uh, Mr. Kerry, Eddie and Walt were getting platinum albums before they were even fashionable. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like if you don't get a platinum album, you're you're not a success. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know if we're going to renew your contract next year. <laughs> right. Oh, it does. right, right, exactly. They exactly. were getting hard record sales. Yeah. Hard yeah. record sales. Like, yeah. you go to the store, you buy a record. You couldn't boot. You couldn't bootleg records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. No, they had you the physical, the real record. physical stuff. You no, know, you. They had real sales. So yeah. Back then, they were selling a million copies, mm-hmm. and we ain't talking about whatever been sold off the back of the trunk. We right. talking about legitimate right. copies, officially above board. Record. Yes, yes. You see what I'm saying? So yes. I mean, love, love, Mister Man, Love Train sold two million copies mm-hmm. in two weeks. Two in fourteen days, it sold two million copies. Well, don't have me naming my absolute favorite OJ song. All I want to say. We all got them. Yes, and we bought, we contributed to all of those, believe me. All that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, you yes. see my girl sold 4 million copies. 4 right. million. Of hard records. So, so, right. so, you don't deserve the right to try to be arrogant like that around these guys. You I know what still, I, mean? I play these songs on the Hair Radio Morning Show just about every day because uh, they bring back such memories. And I remember roller skating out there and, you know, skating to the OJ's music. Uh, you know, this is what we all, this is an experience that we have all shared, you know, all of our fans out there, listeners uh-huh. of the, the show. Now, but I want to talk you, to you. You said, it, you said it best earlier. You said it best earlier. The music then mm-hmm. was timeless. Mm-hmm. It was timeless music. It was music that, you, and you know yourself, it's, the music was cut in eight in, in seventy five mm-hmm. and eighty, and it's still relevant today. Right. That's I, how, I that's love how it. Able to work. I love it. I mean, you know, just the incredible hard work, obviously, that went into all that's of right. this. Now, speaking of hard work, and let me just remind everybody out there, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and we've been talking, a very, very special guest today. He's actually a superstar. Uh, He's with the wonderful and legendary group, the OJs, uh, and we are so proud to have him. Now, you're a member of the OJs, and that's huge, Eric Nolan. But uh, you also are an artist uh, who has been able to kind of put out some solo projects. And uh, I want to talk to you about Mood Swing and uh, this album that you, you've done and your current track that's out. So let's let's pick it up there. Um, first of all, so you get an opportunity to kind of do some side projects, or how did this um, this album of your own come out of uh, your solo work? Um. The, the, the real story, the real story is, um, Mr. Carey, is that I knew or know that Eddie and Walt, you know, they're, they're not going to do it too much longer. It's not going to be next year, but, you know, if it's in the next five years, they're still not much longer. I'm not going to be able to get 50 years out of this. You know what I mean? 
The second thing is that I'm not I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna replace Eddie or Wong. I don't want I don't want the group. You know what I mean? I don't want the old days and being like, you know, all the legacy lives on. No, because Eddie and Walker was just an incredible special talent. So I don't want the group. I want the group to go off into the sunset, and I don't want to touch the brand. I don't want to mess with it. But 